Welcome to this episode of Coogee Voice. Today we're talking with Ramwick City Mayor Danny Said about the COVID-19 crisis and what council is doing to support our small businesses, what's happening with our patrolled beaches, as well as Anzac Day and other events. We also touch on the Coogee stormwater issue and how that's progressing. Sometimes in times of adversity, there's the good comes out of people and we're trying to just help our community bring out that kindness and the goodness. If you're a parent, just do your best. And if you're a teacher, thank you very much for still going in there. The ranges aren't out there to revenue raise, as everyone says, but they will be there to protect the community from people who are doing the wrong thing. Can I just emphasise too that please wash your hands and sanitise your hands. I'm sure most people will be sensible, but I just want to emphasise that point. Danny, welcome to Coogee Voice. Now, before we get into today's conversations around COVID-19 and your role as the mayor, just let's start. What do you love most about living around the eastern suburbs? Actually, the best thing I find is that not only Coogee, but the whole of the Randwick LGA, that the majority of people actually have probably lived there all their lives. And everyone seems to know everyone. I keep saying that uh, there's uh, six degrees of separation, but in the eastern suburbs, it's about three, sometimes even two. Well, yeah, this is the eastern suburbs bubble, and I know that all too well from being fifth-generation eastern suburbs myself. I don't think I can walk down the street without someone that knows uh, either my uncles or my grandparents or my brothers or sisters. What's it like being mayor of Ramwick City Council? Marjorie, it's been a bit of a roller coaster. Uh, for the first six months, we've done a lot as a council to help the community. There's been a lot of uh, different functions and different, you visit schools, as you know, uh, being a politician, you visit uh, seniors, etc. There's been so, so many different parts of the community that I've met, and it makes you feel proud that your communities just want to get out there and help each other in good times and in bad, and now it's actually, things have changed, but it's actually also bringing a lot of good out of the community. And I think something like this, as as bad as it is, will show how the whole of the Coogee area, and again, including the whole of Randwick, is actually really pulling together and we'll get through this together. That's a really good segue, I guess, I think into our main topic of conversation today, which is around COVID-19 and how Randwick City Council uh, is approaching it and helping the community through it. Now, one of the things which is, I guess, a little bit controversial is around the closure of beaches across the eastern suburbs. Uh, Waverley Council had a ministerial directive that they had to shut their beaches. Randwick City Council haven't. Haven't? I'm not quite sure there. Let, can you just clear things up for us here? Marjorie, we like to be uh, leaders in what we do and um, it's times like this that do show great leadership. And as a council, we decided that we closed the Spot Festival before most people had to close it down. Uh, we also made a decision about the beaches. We weren't told we had to, but we have fully understood that for health reasons that um, – 
and for the practice of social distancing that a lot of people would probably come down from the Waverley beaches and would come and pack ours. So rather than have our lifeguards standing there and counting up to 500 and moving people on, we just sort of be a lot better that we close the beach entirely and um, it was a warm weekend, so there was going to be a lot of people there. So we tried to get on the front foot and do it before it actually got to the point where we didn't want to upset people. And at the same time, if you did get down there on the beach, we asked you to move on politely. We never strong-armed anyone. So we did it in a nice way. People were very responsive. There was one or two that sort of didn't like the idea of it. But as, as a community, again... They all pulled together and they listened to us and they did the right thing. Fantastic. Danny, can you just update us a little bit about what's happening with the parking ranges at the moment? What, we've, what we're doing, obviously, it's not a time when we need to go heavy. So we are being more lenient. But at the same time, we've got areas like uh, at Ramwick and, and Kujiklovelli that don't have garages and rely on parking spots out the front of their housing. If... What we'll do is we're, we're relying on the residents actually to not so much dob someone in, but if there's a car that seems to be flaunting the st- parks out the front for eight hours a day and is um, not obeying the rules, we may have to probably find those people. We don't want to, but we don't need anyone to actually abuse our, um, I wouldn't say generosity, but our leniency. So just to be clear, there are still ranges around, but they're being a bit lenient at the moment because it's such a tough time. But if you do see someone that is making a parking infringement, particularly if it's dangerous, they should report them to council. And actually, yes, you're right. And I forgot to emphasise that, that we still need to make sure no one parks in a dangerous situation. You can't park in no stoppings. Um, but it's also to make sure that the community um, has somewhere to park even because they are going to be home more often. And that's all we ask. We just ask that everyone please apply common sense. The ranges aren't out there to revenue raise, as everyone says, but they will be there to protect the community from people who are doing the wrong thing. Now... COVID-19 and the uh, health recommendations that are coming out from the state and federal government is that people should be self-isolating, in particular those that are elderly and more vulnerable. Uh, This is, you know, causing a lot of anxiety with some people in our community as self-isolation has impacts on mental health. Is Randwick Council doing anything to help combat this? Yes, we are. And we realise for a start, we've actually got about 800 staff and a lot of those are in admin and we've got them working from home. So we're doing the right thing ourselves. But we also realise that there's a lot of people of the more elderly in our society. And there's also what we call down the southern part of the LGA that are in um, social housing who need help on a daily basis. So what we're doing is we've produced a card which we've asked for people if they need them, we'll send them out through our website. But also at the same time, we'll start delivering them as of next week. And it's a high neighbour and I just wanted to say I'm here to help you. And all we ask is that you fill that in and drop it in someone in your neighbourhood you know is self-isolating or is practising social distancing or is elderly and just can't leave the house. So... As I said before, sometimes in times of adversity, there's the good comes out of people and we're trying to just help our community bring out that kindness and the goodness. So if people are looking for this neighbourhood card, they can actually just download it directly from Randwick Council's website, can't they? Exactly. So you can print it yourself, but we can actually also post it to you if you don't want to print it. 
and we'll actually be putting it in the post ourselves in the, in the coming weeks. What a wonderful initiative. And I think, you know, it's at times like this which we actually sometimes see the best in our community. And actually, sorry, Marge, can I just emphasise too that people who are dropping them off, please wash your hands and sanitise your hands before you put it in the um, letterboxes. I'm sure most people will be sensible, but I just want to emphasise that point. Thank you for that additional health advice. I don't think we can get enough of it, but it's really good. Now, you've spoken already about the Spot Festival uh, being cancelled. What about other events, in particular Anzac Day? Um, As you know, uh, Anzac Day is a very important day. And and now Coogee Anzac Day by the beach is probably probably in the top 10, even the top five of all Anzac Day commemorations in uh, Australia. So it's very sad to see that happening. But I mean, it's all for the goodness of everyone. We'll also, what we'll probably do is along our websites and along our social media, we'll ma- emphasize the importance of Anzac Day in any way we can. We'll work in with the RSLs, etc. And we may even do a live cast on the day from down at Coogee by the um, Lifesaver Memorial. But we're all in planning for that. But it's very sad that we've had to come to this. Because there's also, along the same lines, it's not just Anzac Day itself. There was a lot of, uh, Council puts on a lot of commemoration days with our ex-servicemen, which they always look forward to. But um, unfortunately, we can't do that now. But next year, we'll come back bigger and better. It is very sad. Uh, The Anzac Day commemoration is one of the most spectacular commemorations in Australia. Uh, I'm incredibly proud to be able to stand up there and represent the community. And I hope that on Anzac Day, regardless of where you are, that people stop and take solace at dawn and do pay respects. Let's talk about our small businesses in the area. A lot of them have had to shut down because of COVID-19. A lot have had to transform the way that they're working so that they can now operate under these new conditions. What is Ramwick LGA, what is the local government doing to help these businesses at this time? As you know, Marjorie, it's a a moving feast. Three days ago, we had a a plan to help some small businesses with, uh, especially restaurants, with social distancing on the footpaths, at the parks, innovative ways of uh, implementing social distancing. But that's three days ago and now things have changed dramatically. So what we've done in the meantime, we have waived a lot of fees for the footpath fees. We've waived fees for safety inspections. We'll still be doing them, health inspections and safety inspections, but we've waived every fee we can. And more importantly, um, we just want to be out there and help. But we've also set up a, a website, on our website, we've set up a page that um, puts you in touch with which small businesses are still working, which takeaways are still going. And people can, we'd hope that some people will get on there and promote the small businesses that they've found that are trying to help out. Um, and I know there's a few around could you that desperately need this to happen. So all we ask is that you do the right thing. You go in there and you get your takeaway and you do do the social distancing, but please just try to help as much as you can. Also, at the same time, we've also, with helping essential workers, we've got a plan that uh, around Prince Henry Hospital, we're going to try and find uh, parking for hospital staff, nurses, doctors, but also... <laughs> As we've been discussing, we want to bring it in a way that everyone who works at a hospital is as important as each other. Obviously, the cleaners, the um, 
all matters of staff, the orderlies, etc. Everyone will need somehow to get there and get there quickly and efficiently. So we're working on that right now and we want to make sure we do it and we do it well. That's wonderful. So if people want to find out more about which small businesses are still operating, they can just head straight to Ramwick City Council's website. That's correct? That's right. And if you if it's not on there, can you please add it? And we're encouraging all small businesses to add themselves to it. And even just um, the consumers, if they can get down there and the residents, if they can find somewhere that's open, please let us know, put it on there. And we're all helping together. And I totally agree with you, Danny. Let's go and support our small local businesses. On my social media, I set a challenge. I want to find out from you where are the best hamburgers or best burgers in the eastern suburbs. It's gotten a little bit controversial on my uh, Instagram, but I would encourage people to get behind the small businesses like that. Let's start a conversation and let's start exactly. support and support them. Actually, one small uh uh, business in my electorate that's actually put the word out what would you like to eat tonight and it's sort of a choice between you know panne carbonara or speedy bolognese and they'll make it and they'll make it for you to pick up and you can just warm it up or pick it up hot um, so there's a lot of different ideas and let's keep it going yeah, one of the things that comes out of situations like this is innovation and creativity. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot with our small business as well, even though it is a really tough and hard time for them. And again, please get behind our local and small businesses. But we are also seeing some great innovation and creativity coming out. Danny, uh, the state and federal government's approaches to education and whether or not schools should stay open has been a little bit controversial. Your wife is also a teacher. What are you hearing from the community about uh, what should be happening with schools? Actually, Marjorie, my wife and daughter are teachers, um, both in primary. They know that they need to go. Obviously, they'd rather be uh, with the family self-isolating, but they know they're doing the right thing. Um, it's an is an essential service for those people in the essential essential services, doctors and nurses. And at my wife's school, there are a, a few doctors and nurses who have um, have been bringing their kids, which is a great thing. But all I'd like to say is that they know they're doing the right thing, so they'll they'll keep on doing it. The thing is, it would have been a lot better and a lot easier if all schools were closed. If you're homeschooling your kids, don't feel upset that they may be disadvantaged by your teaching as a parent compared to an actual teacher because everyone's doing the same thing. Even at the schools, they're only doing parts of the curriculum and they're doing exactly what you're doing at home. So that way everyone's on an even playing field. So if you're a parent, just do your best. And if you're a teacher, thank you very much for still going in there. But uh, as a parent, um, I think everyone's just realising what's going on at the moment and everyone's doing their best. I think one of the silver linings that has come out of this, and I have a sister <laughs> that is a primary school teacher as well, is all of the parents that I know that are now homeschooling their kids have a huge, huge respect for what teachers do on a day-to-day -day basis as they are now living and breathing it. And I would hope that at the end of this, all of our teachers get a nice big pay rise, which they have deserved for a very, very long time. Now, switching gears just a tiny bit, I couldn't let you go without talking about the Coogee stormwater problem. It's been a long-running issue. Uh, it was a major electoral issue last year. Uh, I went to the election with a $7 million commitment. The other guy went with 2.3. <laughs> Even though I got elected, my government didn't get elected, so it was only $2.3 million that was able to be committed. What's happening? And how much would $5 million difference have been? <laughs> Actually, $5 million will probably have it started yesterday. But uh, the thing is, 
Marjorie, what we've done is we haven't, as a council, we haven't stopped our capital works for the time being. As long as we can keep working, we will still keep working. We've done, uh, we've accessed everything we need to do immediately. Now, Coogee, the stormwater capture at Coogee is about 80% there of the way there to irrigate the parks around Coogee. At Maroubra, there was actually nil. So what we've done is we've started Maroubra Beach, which will... Uh, the stormwater there will be captured and sent to all our parks to water them uh, during times of drought. With Coogee, it's obvious that the, the stormwater has to come off the beach, and that's what this plan was, one of the main reasons why this was to start. Because we had to make a decision on what we will do, uh, and because it was more of an aesthetic than a, uh, importance at this right at this moment, um, it will be done, but it's a little bit on the back burner, maybe only a couple of months, but not a long time. So where is it at the moment? So at the moment, as I said, we've, we've got all the stormwater capture and there's a lot more we'd like to do to capture. There's a, one or two parks to go and then we'd be uh, irrigating those as well. But the main point is that we need to get that stormwater off Coogee Beach. Um, as you know, and I think most people know, that there's kids who think that's a great place to play in and it's not the type of water you want your kids to be playing in. Um, it's not the type of water we want anyone to be uh, walking through or looking at and it's just not a good look. But um, it will be done, but it's one of these things where it it's, uh, won't be done for probably a few more months yet. Okay, so what I am aware though is uh, one of the things that council is looking is about diverting it off the northern head. But before that can go ahead, there must be tidal studies done to make sure that if that happens, that the outflow wouldn't have an impact. Is that correct? That's correct. At, at the moment, there's a lot of things going on. And especially around Coogee too, we are uh, uh, strengthening the seawall around the Coogee Lifesaving Club. So there is works going around Coogee all the time. This is one of those things where we really do want to get that stormwater off the beach. But as you know, when there's one thing discovered, there's always another problem around the... And we, the council has always, for the last, probably for the last 10 years, has always wanted to do things well and do it properly and try to get it right the first time. So we'll make sure that this is done well and... Uh, We'll do those total studies and all the other studies we need to do. So one of the other things, though, Danny, is uh, beach pollution starts with us and it starts with us in our residential streets. And uh, Randwick Council has a great initiative, which is Adopt a Drain. I have personally adopted a drain. His name is Derek. He is on uh, Frenchman's Road just outside my office and I and my staff uh, have a roster about going outside and cleaning up. Derek, why is it important that people get behind initiatives like this? And actually, we always take, we all should be taking a very more hands-on role about actually stopping our pollution at the source. That's a hundred percent correct, Marjorie. I, I think a lot of people just think out of sight, out of mind, and they see whether it be leaves, plastic, or uh, any little bits of, of rubbish swept off there. They may sweep them off the footpaths and just put it right into their. Um, into the gutters, and in which all that goes into the storm waters. There's only so much gross pollutant traps can capture. There's only so much that um, on a stormy day that, you know, it all just goes straight out to the water. And as everyone has witnessed, you can actually see it in the beaches. So all we ask is, um, obviously, if you're elderly or if you're incapacitated and you can't do it, we haven't stopped 
doing it ourselves. We still have people, but there's 160,000 residents. Um, and, and, and obviously that means there's a lot of streets and a lot of dwellings. So we can't do it all ourselves. And we're just asking for your help because the more help that you can do for us just by raking up those leaves and putting them in your green bin means that the beaches will be um, cleaned for your kids and uh, your grandkids and everyone else's. Um, and just for general use of the beach, it just helps us to help you. Absolutely. It is. And it's just on a very simple level. When you've got rubbish, put it in the bin. And when you're at the beach, take three for the sea. Danny, thank you so much for joining us today. But before you go, I have to ask you three big questions. What is your favorite beach in the eastern suburbs? Where can you get the best coffee? And where makes the best burger? Uh, Marjorie, I don't want to really upset the people of of Coogee, but (laughs) um, I must say that obviously Maroubra – and it's uh, and even within Maroubra, there's a little bit of a divide whether it's going to be south, middle, or north. But um, for the sake of uh, my, uh, don't be offence citizen. <laughs> right. Pick a beach. <laughs> that's right. I'm going to be. I'm gonna, I think I will be a fence citizen. For the sake of my uh, mortality, I think I'll uh, just say Maroubra in general. Okay. And where makes the best coffee? It's always very hard to say this because. There's some great places in my own ward and there's some great places at Coogee and there's great places at, at Ramwick. Um, and sometimes it becomes which brand it is and sometimes. So, again, <laughs> I'm going to fence it and say just about every coffee shop in, in Ramwick makes a great coffee. And if you are going to go out and get a burger, where would it be from? Now, burgers are always a specialty. <laughs> um, and it depends what you put in them. But And when it comes to... Um, Cost and just fastness. Some people would tell you that, you know, you can go down to Sunny's and, and then that would be great down at uh, Chifley. Or if you want a, a great burger, there's uh, on Anzac Parade at, at um, Inferno, Maroubra Junction. So again, I think just about everyone will tell you that theirs is the best and I probably tend to agree with them. What about feedback down at Maroubra Beach? Have you been there? Have you got thoughts on that burger place? See, this is where you've compromised because I have been there and it is a really nice burger. So, again... If you're worried about the healthiness, they can wrap it in lettuce. And I'm just racking my brains to remember the friends that I've got, just about everyone in the shops are my friends and, and who people have told me. So, again, as we said at the start, let's just go and help at small businesses and, and everyone has their own preferences, whether you want... I think the better argument here is whether you put beetroot on or something like that. I think that's probably the better argument to have or rather get the best one. Got, but I'll leave that to you, Marjorie. I've got to say, if you want an old school hamburger with beetroot and egg, Ambrosia at the Spot is your place to go for that. Danny, thank you so much for joining us on Coogee Voice. Thank you very much, Marjorie. And to everyone, please practice your social distancing. It's no harm in being home. You're doing the right thing. And, uh, and I just remind everyone that, and we were talking about Anzac Day, that a lot of uh, old veterans and a lot of wives and our grandparents and our parents struggled through wars and adversity during the Depression and everything else to make sure that we could have a very nice life living in the area we do, which we do. And all we're asking is for all this, all you need to do is stay at home and sit on your couch and save their lives. So think of your grandparents, parents and all the elderly in the community and the effects that coronavirus has on them. So all we're asking, they went and sacrificed life and limb, or we're asking you to do a sacrifice by sitting on your bum at home. So thanks very much, Marjorie, and I'll leave you with that. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much, Danny. 
Wasn't it great to hear from the Mayor about what initiatives Ramwick City Council is rolling out to help us during this time? You've been listening to Coogee Voice. Now, if you'd like more information about what the state and federal governments are doing to support us during this time, please head to my website, marjorieoneal.com.au. 